Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Um, uh, as Abunog mentioned, the, the theme or the topic for tonight is uh, fleeing from uh, the presence of God, which is what Jonah tried to do. Um, as we read in Jonah 1 verse 3, it says, But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And as we read this verse, you can't help but ask Jonah, Jonah, are you joking? Are you joking? You're going to flee from the presence of the Lord? Where, where do you think you're going? You, as the prophet of God, as the man of God, surely, surely you know. And in the Psalms, it's confirmed. In Psalm 139, we read, If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. You are there, Lord, east, west, left, right. As the psalm says, heaven, hell, you are there. So where is, what is Jonah thinking? Where is he going? Where does he think he's going, um, fleeing from the presence of the Lord. And as Abuna Og mentioned, sometimes we are prevented from being in the presence of the Lord because of our sin. And there's a scary passage in Isaiah where God looks at his people and warns them that they will not experience his presence and his blessing because of their sin. In Isaiah chapter 1, the Lord is telling his people, and as we read, we just beg the Lord, that Lord, please don't say this to me. Please, Lord, don't say to me, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Please don't say that to me, Lord. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good. Seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So the Lord is warning his people. A time may come, because of your sin, that when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. So is it possible to flee from the presence of the Lord? Of course not. Wherever we go, He is there. But it's possible for us that our sin is preventing us from experiencing the Lord's presence. 
it's possible that yes, the Lord is there, but we don't experience His joy and His blessing. It's possible that we're right there. An example of this is in the parable of the prodigal son. One of the sons left his father's house, turned his back from his presence. The other son, although he was there in his father's house, was not aware of who his father was. Didn't recognize that everything that he has, his father had given to him. And so some people call this parable the two lost sons. Both of them didn't experience the presence of God. One because he was distanced geographically, and one even though he was in his father's house, there was a, a barrier. He was distanced, not geographically, but spiritually. And so how can I make sure that I am in the presence of the Lord? That I don't flee from Him? That I'm not distant from Him, neither geographically nor spiritually? Of course, to be close to him here in his house is a very good start. But the prodigal son also was in his father's house and didn't recognize that blessing. So what can we do? A few things. To always be in the presence of the Lord. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Colossians 3.23 do you want to be in the presence of the Lord always? You have that opportunity if you are in the presence of people. Because the Lord promised us, when you do something good for anybody, you did it to me. Do you want to be in the presence of the Lord always? Train yourself, and I train myself, to see Christ in the people that I encounter every day. Starting with my family, who I live with, and extending to everybody. I'll always be in the presence of the Lord because I recognize Him in the people that I meet. In Jeremiah 29, there's another powerful promise that helps us to stay in the presence of the Lord and to not flee. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. This is the opposite of what we read in Isaiah. In Isaiah... It was, if you pray, I will not listen. If you stretch out your hands, I will not accept. In Jeremiah, it's the opposite. What's the condition? You shall call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, that's the condition. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. And as Abuna was mentioning earlier, that we encounter the Lord, His love and His mercy and His compassion in our spiritual practices. When we seek Him with all of our heart, we struggle in fasting and in our ascetic practices and in vigil and in prayer and in all of these tools that the church has given us. If I seek Him with all my heart, then I will find Him. I will be in His presence. We can be in the presence of the Lord by obedience. So God told Jonah, go left, and he went right. Separated himself from God. But if we are obedient then to, to the Lord, then this won't happen to us. Obedient to our spiritual father. Obedient to scripture. When we read a passage, 
and we're really kind of confronted with the difficulty of applying this passage. We struggle to be obedient rather than look for a loophole or an exception to the rule. When we are practicing obedience, we'll always be in the presence of the Lord. And finally, of course, repentance. As we saw amongst the people of Nineveh, as we saw even with Jonah himself, even if we have made mistakes, even if we feel that we've made bad decisions, or we feel that um, I have done exactly what Jonah has done and fled from the presence of the Lord, he promises us, we read this in the Gospel of the Liturgy yesterday, that the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. The one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. So we pray that this three days is a time for us not to flee from the presence of the Lord, but to dwell in his presence always by seeing him in everyone we encounter, by seeking him diligently in our asceticism, and by living a life of obedience and repentance. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.